2: 18 plus.
0: Welcome to 101 Part-Time Jobs. I'm Giles Bidder and I've got Tim Burgess here with me today. Tim Burgess of the charlatans, of books, of Tim's Twitter listening parties. And it was only right, given the inordinate amount of things that he does, to get him on the podcast. So I'm glad and I'm so amazed that he was up for coming on. It's the charlatans' 30th anniversary this year. He talks about how they're going to do some box set, some nice stuff for that next year, hopefully. And really, we just talk about what's been going on his whole career. Basically from the start of the charlatans and I ask about their work ethic and what what they were like in terms of that. Before he moved to LA and starting O Genesis Recordings, the record label he founded in 2011 and how that reinvigorated him, meeting Heavenly Recordings and how that changed the course of his career, hanging out and working with the Chemical Brothers around that time too. Managing himself now and and starting Tim's Twitter listening parties and how that's that's become such a channel of communication for so many of us, revisiting some of our favorite records, new ones that have come out recently and and chatting to each other and getting excited Excited about it, and I think Tim is kind of the perfect voice to to guide everyone doing that. So I'm so excited he was up for coming on this episode. He's a he's a legend. His EP Ascent of the Ascended is out now on Bella Union. That follows the full length I Love the New Sky, which came out in May earlier this year, also on Bella Union. And the, the title track of that EP is is beneath this. And that comes alongside a video of him flying a micro light plane. Video directed by Tim Pope. If you haven't watched it already, I highly recommend you do. But if you're listening to this, then I'm sure you have. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. If you like this podcast, if you like this episode, if you like what this is all about... Please recommend it to friends. That's the only way that we can really encourage this show. So if you've been doing that, if you're up for doing that, thank you very much. That's that's much, much appreciated. East London Signature Brew have been brewing music-inspired beers since 2011. They've made beers with Mastodon, Idols, Slaves, Sports Team. They've got one this Christmas with the darkness called Bell's End. If you go onto their website, signaturebrew.co.uk, you can get it delivered to your door over this Christmas. And with the voucher code 101 podcast, you can get 10% off your order. All right, so here's Tim Burgess. I'm so excited this could happen. Thank you for joining me with it. Go well.
1: Cheers!
0: So yeah, Tim, thank you so much for, for, for coming on the the podcast. Have you been, you know, have you been really busy the last couple of weeks, months with the EP? Yes, um, I feel, I mean, I'm always quite busy, um, but I feel
1: that the past few months have been Really busy, and um, yeah, the EP building up for that. um, um, Trying to organize doing a live event um, for a TV show—that was that was was quite a thing. Uh, You know, having to be um, be uh, COVID aware and everything like that about how you know about putting on a live. It was yeah, it was for um, for uh, at uh, Deaf Institute. So uh, we did something called uh, Gorilla TV. And, um, and, and basically, you know, it's, it's okay um, to, you know, to film something socially distanced. It's just, you know, it's just like the, um, uh, it's just like bars uh, um, that, you know, that that were were affected by tier three, um, um, uh, you know, bars and restaurants, but we were allowed to film and, but, you know, obviously it was all on my shoulders. Uh, uh, Everybody's safety was all on my shoulders and it was just like, it was like, oh my God. So I had to fill out all these forms and it was pretty, um, you know, Pretty, pretty crackers. But um, yes, I've just found myself in all these like strange situations. <laughs>
0: like- I, I watched the Future Future Islands did an amazing live stream from I think it was Atlanta. They they did it from right, and I was watching the sort of rolling credits at the end, just being intrigued by what was you know who was working on it yeah. and you know there, there there was a covid compliance officer and then you know you, you notice it and then all of a sudden i, I start noticing it everywhere you know all these places have a covid compliance officer well
1: that's it i mean um uh, my friend karen um who normally uh, tour manages the charlatans um i just you know put a kind of a, a, a overall in charge of this thing uh, for uh, the performance uh, for guerrilla tv and um and uh yeah, she had to take a test and she took the test and became a COVID appliance one of them. Great. Yeah. You can got that on your C V you know they can have that on their C V now yeah. forever. Yeah, there's I mean there's new things cropping up everywhere, you know. It's um you know, a new the, in the new world, so they say.
0: And another thing to be busy with. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you said you always feel busy. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, looking at the Charleston's discography, looking at your solo discography, you know, I got a couple of your books on my shelf you know o oh, genesis wow. records oh wow tim's twitter listening parties i mean that it doesn't end does it
1: no no i i, like, I do like to keep myself busy that's one thing you know people have asked me do, you, you know what have you learned about yourself during covid i so, said well i've definitely found out that i do like to be busy um mm. if i didn't know that before um uh but uh, yes Uh, I think things just lead to the next thing and, and, um, and I, and I quite like that. So, you know, a book will lead to a a tour and then, and then I'll decide that I want to do a solo record after that. And then, you know, then it'll be a, you know, time for a charlatans album and it just doesn't stop. But I mean, I don't want it to, so.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you learn that quite early on in your career in the charlatans that you know c- coming home from tour for example or or finishing off a record getting the final masters mm-hmm. w- were you sort of were you always up and go or, or did you ever give time for yourself just to chill the f- out for a few weeks well that's funny you should say that because
1: while you were asking the question I
0: just remembered
1: myself and Mark Collins sat outside my flat in Salford it was 1993 and um, we just couldn't get round to recording a record um it seemed like the longest time uh mark had been in the band uh you know uh, since the album before um some friendly had, it kind of came and went really fast it was like you know a real flash in the pan second album we toured america for a long long time and then there was nothing for a long time and you know rob um um actually uh um went to went to jail Um, and, uh, we were just waiting around, it seemed like we were just waiting around for ages. So, um, we weren't busy for, in 1993, let's
0: put it that way. Were you, I mean, not sounding too blunt, but were you getting paid for that time? Um, yes. Okay. So when the charlatans first started,
1: um, we got an advance and, um, and we were getting paid, I don't know, maybe like 60 quid a week or something like that.
0: And you sorted out your own finances from that advance? Yeah,
1: so so we just decided that, because um, we'd all actually, with the exception of Martin, we'd all been working before before the band. So we all kept the jobs right up until the end. And we were all on about 40 quid a week. So we went up to 60.
0: Nice. And it's
1: been like that since
0: you know from reading telling stories you know i love the way you joined you joined the band i don't want to give away any spoilers i think i think everyone should should read that No, thank you very much it's it's amazing did it you know you joined the band at at 23 am i right yeah um
1: yeah did that feel quite old 22 23 i I thought it was I, i thought it was my last chance um everybody in the band thought it was their last chance um but you know Obviously, now looking back, we were so young. I always felt that was quite young for my age anyway, um, you know, then especially. And, um, you know, it was just, it was just, I mean, it was such a whirlwind, really. We'd we been together for like nine months, I think, before, before Indian Rock came out, maybe 10 months.
0: And did it, yeah. looking back at that time, I think so. it's really easy to be like, oh, yeah, you know, these labels were just snapping up. Yeah. you know guitar bands yeah did it was it was it really like that
1: um well there was obviously um there was obviously a scene and 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 uh, british um music was a you know maybe not an all-time high but certainly the beginning of an all-time high um mm. and um yes people were wanting us to sign um you know every major label w- w- wanted us to sign um and we kind of judged it on a few things, uh, you know, because we were kind of, you know, working class background, we judged it on who travelled the furthest to come and see us um, and uh, and who kind of like, you know, and, and what it was like at meetings with these people, you know, like we we met Martin Mills from Beggars Banquet in a pub in, um, in the Midlands um, and they travelled up to see us in Manchester when it was snowing and lots of other labels didn't. So um, that's kind of how we... We decided that we wanted to go with them.
0: I feel like that's quite like a Marky Smith kind of full way of looking at things, maybe, you know, just yeah, yeah. being really kind of the reality of it rather than, you know, letting your imagination fly.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, I was obviously um, been a huge Marky Smith um, uh, fan or full fan, you know, all, all my life. Um, it was probably something along those lines yeah maybe just because of where I'm from or you know where I'm originally from or or whether I was just completely obsessed with Marky Smith I wanted to c- conduct my life like him at the time <laughs> but,
0: uh, did you adapt to you know the working working in the band did you adapt to that lifestyle quite well do you think you know looking back at it you know now with hindsight I always
1: wanted to be able to turn my alarm clock off and uh or oh, throw my alarm clock away. That was a goal. That was a goal, <laughs> an early goal. Uh, so I managed that. Um, but um, yeah, at, at first, uh, you know, we we did have quite a good work work ethic, um, and um, we played. Um, we, we just played all the time, really. And we wrote our album and we played live. And then when we um, had our album, we, we you know we 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 did a we did three tours um a tour for Indian rope, one for the only one I know one for the uh one for the album, maybe even one for the single before the album so it was just ongoing. It, it, people don't seem to do that now, or we certainly don't. It's always just around the album, but we did all around the all around the singles as
0: well. there's so much talk i mean obviously singles don't really exist in the same kind of leverage they do back then. maybe I'm wrong, maybe they do you know online on Spotify. And Bandcamp. No, I think you're right. But it seems like you know now. There's so much chat, and it's brilliant that people talk about the mental health aspects of of touring and always being switched on. Yeah. You know, with with this conversation that's kind of orbiting now. Do you ever look at moments, you know, in those early days, and you thought, Christ, that was hard for a bit. Yeah. I
1: mean, um I mean, it's. I think it's all, it's always hard, but it's, but it's enjoyable and hard. You know, um, and and um, and I think, um that it still kind of is sometimes, you know, um, you know, very much so, but because there is so much enjoyment and personal satisfaction and, and and a love for what you do, um, you know, it's okay for it to be difficult as well.
0: I've done just over 80 episodes for this podcast. and If there's one just massive, you know, tying link to them is this huge amount of self-discipline that, you know, a lot of people learn and a lot of people are sort of born with or learn at a young age.
1: Yeah, I think I think you yeah, either have to learn um, uh, well, yeah I, th- I think if you if you aren't born with it you have to learn pretty quick or things just seem to fall apart and I, I kind of saw it a little bit with Rob and uh, in, in, in some in, in a lot of ways he just didn't seem to it wasn't the work thing it was just dealing with the um, dealing with the, um, the, the 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 constant attention how did you deal with that personally um well I, I, I at one point in my life I, I moved to la that was
0: how i dealt with it <laughs> really oh was, was that was that a sort of defining factor a, deci- a decision it, factor it, in it
1: really was um i mean there, there was times before where you know i just had to keep moving because people found out where i lived and all that kind of stuff um um but there was a time uh, just after telling stories where you know we were actually playing the album after robert died um with 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 tony rogers and at the end of the tour we were, you know we were playing arenas and it was all, all it was all you know pretty big and i just thought yeah it's 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 a great time for a change so i'm gonna i'm gonna go and live in los angeles because you know people were just um yeah you know.
0: did living in la affect your your work ethic every time i read about a band who've, who've moved to la mm. it does seem that people are in the studio all the time i mean i i think if i was doing that i think i'd be out out a lot
1: yeah i, I was out, out a lot um especially at, at night time uh, I, I kind of fell for the um you know the uh you know you know yeah i, I went through a, a definite sort of like um uh you know dystopian rock and roll sort of like uh, yeah. uh rock star thing <laughs> <Same case>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and and, uh, and 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 it's quite um an amazing place to get lost in 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 that you know because there's this constant sunshine but it's Mm. it's kind of of a dark underbelly too you know
0: i I do wonder Mm. how that affects people and and their creative output
1: it was great at the beginning um um i i I did um wonderland and my first solo album i believe were, were all could only have been created while living in los angeles um and then after a while i kind of just like lost my train of thought for a while I kind of got lost in it all and, and, and it wasn't really just los angeles it was the constant traveling and oh, you know being in a being in a uk band um i always had to start off in the uk or rehearse in the uk or write in the uk really or yeah. you know record with the rest of the band and so it was the constant traveling and you know um it just kind of got on top of me really. I was, I was just too tired, I was too tired, too busy.
0: Was the idea of the first solo record germinating before you moved out there?
1: No, well, the idea of the solo record, first solo record uh, germinated because I wanted to stay at home, you know, really.
0: You, you just wanted to, what, stay at home and not tour? Or? Well,
1: I just wanted, I want, because yeah, I was always leaving Los Angeles. So um, after we did Wonderland and we went on tour. And so after that, I just thought, I want to stay. Uh, so um, I'm going to do a solo album. That's it wasn't, it wasn't like a big plan or anything like that to do a solo album.
0: Were there any moments throughout those years, you know, before you moved back to, to England, maybe yeah. where, where, you know, one thing did really did take, take the reins of the priority.
1: Yeah. I, I, I kind of lost. Um, I, I, so I kept going back to London and, 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 i met people in london who i who were in uh really great bands uh young bands uh, uh that um you know they, they were kind of up, 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 upcoming young bands who they're not actually even going anymore so i don't, I don't need to mention it but um uh they kind of like i don't know i ended up producing them and and, and working with them and and um and helping them to, to put out records. And, and it kind of like sparked my, um, sparked my fire again. If you, if you know what I mean, I, I felt that mm. my last couple of years in Los Angeles, um, it, it maybe, um, I was probably drinking too much. And I, you know, at this point I'd just stopped drinking and, um, and, um, you know, uh, my life over there had kind of broken down in a, in a few ways but i felt that my i'd lost my muse if you know what i mean if if there was such a thing and and i felt that um in london um um in the rain um i, I felt just regenerated and and and, and I, and i and, and made steps to move back then i actually moved back in 2010 but it took me about three years to move back
0: it's interesting when you say you know losing your muse because mm-hmm. as a fan i think it's so easy you know to to you know for a band that's been going you know any band it could be mm. where where you think oh you know you, you think of the best albums and you, you think that's their high point everyone's period is different but i i, I always wonder when people Lose their muse or, or or change their muse. I can imagine that requires a lot of guts sometimes to have to be like, okay, we have to change this because we have to keep on moving with the times. We have to keep on evolving. I think I think
1: it's really true. I was I, I was having a conversation yesterday. You know, as the the um, singer of the band or the lyric writer or you know, you constantly have to be inspired. I think, and you just move around to where you feel like you, you the inspiration is is coming. And you know, I mean, it, I, I've kind of always had a nose for that if you know what I mean
0: yeah absolutely I mean I've just got the cribs new record night network in front of me and yeah. I'm completely obsessed with it oh them. yeah it's so it's so great
1: they did a listen party um uh, of and, course
0: uh, they did uh, they, yeah I love that yeah. I love that and I I'm intrigued by by Portland and so it's great mm. to read about yeah their experiences there
1: yeah I mean they've, they've you know they've stayed there for a quite a long time now haven't they so
0: uh, yeah and and it makes makes me wonder you know I feel really guilty saying it but obviously they had that legal battle you know that sort of long long war I suppose mm -hmm. and you can hear it in that record you can hear the liberation and I wonder if that was a spark for you know those three when when it came to making this record and maybe maybe that's part of what makes that record so great is this that real trial and tribulation of that time
1: there's there's always something and because life happens when you're making records does not it anyway so you Mm. know i mean uh, Mm. we made a record knowing that um you know we would lost loads of money you know and it's like you try not to let it affect the sound of the album but inevitably i'm sure there is something in there that would would uh you know it you know there is something you just can't hide it because it's real life you know and and, yeah you know the, the the band goes on in you know this muse and the the kind of fantasy land of creating something out of nothing, which is just the most amazing thing. But at the same time, you sometimes got to put that down and sort of like deal with reality.
0: <laughs> sometimes I, I think it's it. Maybe you see these bands and you think, oh, they've got managers. Their managers deal with it, mm-hmm. but you you deal with it, don't
1: you? I don't have a manager. Yeah, really. Mm.
0: So you're doing everything yourself. You're you're you know, speak about part-time jobs. Is that kind of admin side of it? You know, a real part of part of your career
1: not some i mean i have an accountant um and um you know i, I work with uh, the label oh genesis is, is my label but i, I work mm. uh, with uh, nick void and, and nick fraser and um and they help out with things you know we're always cc'd on on emails um but i i, I manage i manage it all yeah
0: brilliant and you know one of my favorite bits of telling stories is meeting the heavenly lot yeah yeah, yeah. you know going to those parties and
1: you know do you know then i don't know well i mean it's just i don't know it was such um it it was when two people sort of like meet from across the room and they kind of like they can't keep their eyes off each other
0: (laughs) and then all of a sudden
1: we're like talking and uh You know, it shapes it shapes the next few years of my life. You know, and it's just like wow. of, of all of our lives, um, you know, um, from up to our hips, which is our third album in 1994, uh, right through until you know until I moved to Los Angeles, meeting Martin Kelly and and uh, and Robin and Jeff Barrett from from Heavenly. That, I mean, that that kind of. It just—I just felt that i had been searching um, with my music for people to con- to have the right connection with someone who understand u- understood my um, y- you know un- understood me really and mm-hmm. uh, and um, and uh, you know people people knew that you know I I love music and uh, um, and I was wanting to take chances and, um, and I think the first thing that we ended up doing was um you know i, I pretty, pretty much straight away i dj'd at the at the heavenly social and this mm-hmm. was this was uh, um, a club that lasted for i think 13 weeks or something like that uh, in, in in total and i dj'd at you know the second or third one and went to all of them and and it was just like it it, it just became um you know a club that changed I you know, I've been involved in like the hacienda and uh, or you know, going to the hacienda and that was kind of like a real big awakening for me. Um but I hadn't seen anything quite like it since the uh, since the Heavenly Social and and then after that I ended up working with the Chemical Brothers who then, you know, made huge sort of like had a huge impact on me as well. With the Chemical Brothers, uh they 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 were surrounded by um singers you know and they could and they could have chosen anybody that they wanted because everyone at the time wanted to work with them but they they chose me so that was you know it made me feel really great um and uh part of me probably thought oh, i don't know why <laughs> you know when uh, when uh, uh when uh, james dean bradfield sitting next to me you know um <laughs> and uh uh but but they did and it worked really great and we did a song called life is sweet and then after that uh there was some remixes from up to our hips and then from the charlatans and and then we worked on uh, you know one to another uh, um uh, from from telling stories and that was just i mean that, that was kind of like in my opinion probably you know the best meeting of the two minds you know oh, yeah. um, and uh...
0: I imagine it's quite easy to look back at those times and being like, you know, what if that didn't happen? What if we didn't, you know, converge at that one point? Were, were you quite confident always going through? You know, were you quite confident in in knowing things are just going to...
1: People often come up to me and, and and we talk and, you know, the and I can, you know, get on with people pretty well. But um, when Martin Kelly came up to me and asked how... Um, how much i was getting charged um uh for people to do my press and i told him and he said we'll do it for half that that's that, that's um, that's <laughs> that's kind of like okay mate you're going to be my best mate from now on and then and, and we just became we became inseparable for for you know for years and we we actually were the two people who Tom and Ed uh, would take with them on tour for uh, for a long time, not not on their tours of uh, them playing, but on their DJ tours. So we went, we, we we went to Sweden together, um, you know, lots of times. Um, you know, uh, um, you know, we, we 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 traveled traveled around Europe and and uh, just yeah, it was just it's great great times, really.
0: Working with friends seems to be a real key.
1: Yes, yes, it does. It's it's amazing.
0: Everything you've been talking about. You know, for me, it has the spirit of your listening parties on Twitter.
1: <laughs> you know? that, that, that spirit is like, I don't know. It's just amazing. Uh, it's, God, I mean, I can't thank people enough. You know, the the artists that have been involved, you know, have just given everything, you know, I mean.
0: The list is unreal. I mean, at this point, it's, it's hard to, you know, we'll be here for hours. No,
1: I mean, it's it's kind of pretty much everyone. Um <laughs> bar, a few, bar a few people but then i'm sure they'll all end up doing one at some point uh um or i hope they will anyway i mean you know you know it's it, you know a- everyone has done them and they've all at the beginning um i was trying to put it all together like with diaries uh which i was terrible at. I, I, I i i i booked people in on the same day five times over um <laughs> uh, um, uh, um uh, and uh, i was saved with that um but and i sent a document out that is really embarrassing now to look at but it actually told people you know what to do you know press play at the same time everybody all over the world you know but it's going to be this allotted time in the uk um uh you, you do one one or two tweets per track you know maybe maybe even um have a few ready you know uh, uh pre pre-planned you know and things like that
0: i think that's cool though because yeah, sure even on, though maybe sure. looking back you're like or you know maybe whatever it's like that's how things start yeah, you don't start
1: exactly and, and then this, this document went to everybody and nobody has done it the same nobody it's all been so personal they've really let the guard down uh i'm sure you know I'm sure lots of people have been like doing it in their pajamas, you know, um, uh, um, you know, uh, they don't have, no one can see them, um, you know, You know, uh, and, and they're giving more away than they probably would do. I don't know whether the music's moving them as well, you know. Um, uh, well, I think the bonehead, the Oasis
0: one was great because, you know, I thought I knew all the stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and I think a lot of people were probably in the same position as me, you know, he's watching bonehead tweet about that, you know, particular moments or where they were or what they were doing. I was like, this is amazing.
1: Yeah. And the fact that he had like Brian, Brian Cannon with him as well. And just like showing stuff like, uh, you know, the, the, uh, like images that say like that Liam wanted for the cover of be here now. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, or, uh, and, and, and just the fact that Liam was going to come and join in and he didn't and things like that. They were just, uh, <laughs> they just, I mean, uh, and you know, you know, I mean, I'm providing this, this platform, but I'm, I'm not in control, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just like, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's just very exciting. And then of course, Liam did his own and that was amazing.
0: Do you think that spirit of, you know, offering this kind of platform, but, you know, really not knowing, you know, just giving it to everyone else as, you know, as it were, is that a similar thing to how you saw about playing in the charlatans and playing your solo stuff?
1: well I, I, obviously i'm i'm not like super precious um uh, and and i do like the idea of chaos too you know in a in a kind of uh, you know in um you know in something like in something like this you know it's i think it is rock and roll i think it's quite warhol in a way i think it's quite you know i think it's it's just um it's 3d it's um you know it's 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 um it's a, in some ways it's like a the missing link between communicating with people um, socially um, and the social etiquette that you have with somebody uh, when you're at a table or a cafe or even doing a Zoom meeting, there's a, a, a social etiquette that isn't there with, on on social media. You know, uh, you don't. Yeah. Uh, but this has kind of brought that together. It's more revealing without it, without people. Expecting anything revealing, if you know what I mean, yeah. um, yeah. uh, because I, I think, oh, especially with say Dave Roundtree at, 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 the, at the beginning, um, you know, with Park Life. I mean, just kind of like him having all these, you know, just, well, revealing that he'd been up to his loft and he'd, 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 um, him and his girlfriend had laminated all this stuff, like so they could, so they could reveal it in a very clean way to the Twitter listening party and stuff like that. It's just like the amount of thought that went into that and, you know, and care, um, you know, just took it to a, and the fact that he was doing part life, you know, I mean, I don't. I don't know any of their albums that that aren't big. Uh, but you know, this was probably the biggest. You know, and um, and and then you know, uh, Bona doing Oasis albums in in order. And you know, people were going for the people were going for the big ones. You know, and it was yeah. It it, it was you know. Now it's changed a little bit. You know, um, uh, it started off uh, that everyone was doing them at ten o'clock at night, and then we quite quickly went to three and I. You know, uh, um, seven well four at night seven eight nine and ten but the seven the 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 seven o'clock one was usually for maybe artists that um people on twitter on on my twitter feed uh, at least hadn't maybe heard about and 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 it was giving you know new up and coming bands a a chance because they all had records coming out as well um that you know people weren't really writing um you know um you know, mag- mag- and magazines. You know, had less staff, and therefore there was less people writing about artists, and 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 so so people were devastated, and um, and this actually opened up an opportunity for, uh, for for us to share their work. It was never really intended to be what it has become, but it. Um, uh, you know, it, it was just some kind of light relief. And I'd known about doing the listening parties because I'd done like 13 charlatans albums about five or six times over, over 10 years. Um, so I kind of knew that people liked them. Uh, so when I did, when you know, when I did um, some friendly and Alex Caprano said it, I bought that record when I was like 17 and, Uh, On that that, that spur of the moment, I just said you should do one, and and it was the first Franz Ferdinand album, which was brilliant, you know. And uh, um, you know, it 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 really grew quite, um, you know, very organically. And uh, and I know it's it's a you know it's it's a big statement to say, oh, it's very organic, and but it really is, you know. And um, and I think people can actually see that um, because it was intentional there was lots of hard work it was like ten hours a day at the beginning and um you know just, just uh, you know me losing my admin my newly created admin mind um and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and and you know having to constantly write emails saying I'm sorry I booked you in at the wrong time
0: <laughs> <laughs> was there a day when you thought wow I'm really oh, you yeah. know up to my shoulders yes
1: all the time i was i was i was completely um, just like, yeah, I just had post it stuck all over my body, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know, were you and you know with with the album that came out with the solo album, you know, I love the new sky, and then also the e p that whole stuff was going on in the background as well, yes,
1: well, you know, um, I had um just signed a record deal with belly Union Brilliant. um for uh for i love the new sky and I, I handed that in 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 October, so it was way before um but um and i started you know i really thought this album is gonna it's it, it's it, it's really gonna the word is gonna spread by playing live because i thought you know it's it's a wonderful album but it sounds even better with the you know uh, the players all gelling together and uh and we actually managed to play five shows in in new york we knew that we couldn't go to south by southwest that had already been cancelled but we didn't really know how the magnitude of it you know uh, we knew that it was pretty bad but new york was still open so we went we had tickets oh and um we we came home uh you know kind of like on kind of lockdown the day before lockdown in new york it was a festival called the new colossus festival and and it they found a way that, um, you know, bands were traveling to South by Southwest. And uh, so the past few years, they've done a, a smaller festival in, in New York and people come to New York first, they play and then they fly to Austin. And okay. um, so they were um, very adamant and very keen for people to still come and and, and lots dropped out. But um, we went because we had tickets and I wanted really wanted to play uh we uh, uh, stayed in a holiday inn and we uh uh, 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 uh played and I did book talks and th- things like that I just you know got involved in in um in um you
0: know downtown new york and uh in the last few years you know touring have you, are there any sort of main cha- big changes that you've that you've made or ways that you you found yourself to to do the whole thing better um, well,
1: you know, I, I used to, after, after a show, sort of like, you know, uh, socialize a lot, a lot more mm. as in, you know, socializing as being like, you know, as like drinking and staying up all night and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't do that anymore. So I, I, I end up a lot of the time, um, uh, you know, uh, after, after a sound check, I might have a you know a book uh, on the go so I'll 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 go back and sort of start editing my book or write some stuff on my book yeah or or I'll be listening to someone's album who's you know delivered uh, delivered an album that Old oh, Genesis wants to put out or or, or something like, like like that so there's always that's how I do, do things and I I always go for coffee and you know walk around a little bit and uh, I like to find um you know I, you know I, I enjoy trying to find a whole foods wherever i am <laughs> especially in america because it's like it's so popular and so fantastic and um so i spend spend my time in in, in there and um yeah and then you know when you know charlatans have people to set up their equipment and stuff like that when i'm doing solo stuff you know it's down down to us we don't have any roaders or anything like that so
0: are you writing anything right now are you working on it i
1: am I'm, i am yes um uh a follow-up to the ep um, uh, so, uh, it's, it's solo stuff again. Um, uh, charlatans, uh, um, you know, they're, they're, everyone's kind of busy in their own doing, doing their own thing at the moment. Um, this was 30, it was, it's a 30 year anniversary. Um, wow. and, um, and you know, we we're, we were, we're probably going to have to celebrate it in, um, next year. Um, You know, the idea was to to do a a really kind of um, deep archive restoration thing and box set and all that kind of stuff, which is still um, ongoing. And we've actually had more time to do it now because, you know, it's not coming out until next year. Um, But, um, you know, kind of like, I don't know, box sets and you know video restorations and all are we that.
0: getting a peek into the charlatans whatsapp group
1: uh yeah, yeah i think that yeah is uh, um, it quite business yes uh you know it's it, 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 i mean that that's it's an ongoing th- thing and you know we're, we're, so we're we're all talking uh you know all this, but we're not making any music at this moment
0: well tim thank you so much for for coming on i, I really appreciate it i, lo- I love hearing you know these stories and, and moments from time um, I
1: hope it was okay
0: no it was great it was great and I think the EP you know the Ascent the Ascended yeah. or you know without sounds the the um, <laughs> it sounds sounds great and you know the single with the 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 video is so great oh, yeah it's so good. oh yeah
1: I mean I, I've been wanting to work with Tim Pope all my life really it's something 30 years to work with him and um, we met through the listening party um He's is the you know video director for lots of the the uh, videos and um mm. and, and and we met there and, and and so it's you know the listening party has been really great for me as well um in connecting with people who I wanted to connect with.
0: It must feel great, you know, thirty years from the Charlatans, yeah, starting. Yeah. That, you know, you're you're still able to create and and share, you know, share experiences.
1: Yeah, I mean, me, me and Tim Pope are like best 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 friends now, so um so we're you know we're gonna do more together and um you know it just feels like a really you know we've really bonded so
0: and the light plane you have to tell tell me like i mean was there training involved in that or is it called a light plane
1: it was called a micro light i think uh, micro light it was um it's very disturbing uh, it, uh t- <laughs> t- t- Tim did say that you don't have to do it, you don't have to fly but um, it's going to look better. And I knew that I knew that, you know, it's like, um, so I, I arrived at eight o'clock in the morning and, and the pilot uh, was there with, uh, and he just landed and, um, he came over to me and said, do you, do, do you want to have a go? And it was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I, w- I will do it. Uh, i'm pretty sure i'll do it but i don't want to do it right now um and, uh, and he said uh, i said you know what's what's your experience with it you know just <laughs> and um he said well i've uh i've been in the air for uh, six uh, six thousand hours and i've only had to uh, the, i've only had engine failure twice and i thought okay right <laughs> he goes so if i've got somewhere to land we're fine and, you know, and we were in these hills and there's loads of places to land. I thought, okay, I'll come up. So I just stra- strapped in with him and he took us up. And then when we, were, when we were up there, he told me to put, we had headsets on and stuff like that. So he he told me to put my hands on the, uh you, you know, the levers and stuff. And then he let go and I flew us around for five minutes.
0: So what we see in the video. Yeah. Is is he helping you fly that?
1: No, I'm flying it, but he's behind me. Um, uh, I'm I'm actually flying it, but he's taking off and landing.
0: I see. Yeah, I see. I mean,
1: you know, I mean, because do, do, I was spo- uh, supposed to be flying it and singing into the camera, which is very, very difficult. Uh, you know, I, I think I think I should get a medal for that. The actual flying is fine, but flying and singing hard. I have to say, I was really glad when we got down, but, you know, um, but I was really glad that I did it as well. And it does look, you know, everyone has asked, is that you really flying it? And I, you know, it is. So, and, and, and it's much better to be able to say it is, you know, than say "It, it is and you know people knowing that you're not and and um uh, you know i mean i I would have i wouldn't have been able to lie and 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 people would have known deep down so
0: green screen is good but it's not bad
1: exactly and 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 you can you can tell and i'm really shaky as well it's like (laughs) and um but you know uh um the the guy who was with me um he he was he was fantastic i felt in very safe hands we were were very cozy in there
0: brilliant well tim good to hear and you know the 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 record is so good, really enjoyed spending time with it when you're looking to to next year yeah. uh, other, other than sort of going on tour with it yeah. have you got any other any, any other plans you know music or otherwise yeah
1: i mean I, I, I really want to, um, to to record more. Um, I, I feel in a really great place to record um, I, I'd like to work with Daniel O'Sullivan again, he produced the, the, the last album um, and um, and Paul, Sandra and I, 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 I've i written uh, a, a ton of songs, I mean when the lockdown first began um, you know I was supposed to be going on tour and I thought I know what I'm going to do, I'm going to write and for the first month I just I, I thought oh my god I don't know what I don't know what to write about this. Just I can't write about the lockdown. It's is insane, and you know, and I was struggling so so much for the first first couple of months of the lockdown, and then as it kind of eased up, and I let myself sort of like be me again, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, it kind of all started to come out. It just, just, it just. Oh my goodness, my, my, I can hear my little boy talking about Minecraft to his mate in the background. Um, uh, Sorry sorry, sorry. sorry about that. Uh, If you're getting any uh, young voices in the background, it's uh, arguing about uh, iPads. Um, But, um, uh, yeah, so, so, um, yeah, I think um, lots of walking in the Norfolk countryside. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was was good for me. And I I, I actually, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I unlocked it somehow and now I it's, know it's, I've got about 20 songs. I think now.
0: So good to hear. And I was just outside. Um, well, I produced the, the show you did on Soho radio after the live session um, and, and that live session sounds so, it was good. so
1: great. You know, Helen O'Hara, someone else who I met on the listening party, you know, through the Dex's, uh, listening party. She's part of the touring band now. And, and, and she's also been in the studio and she came to Rockville too. And, um, um, yeah and so she's been part of these latest recordings
0: amazing well it is so cool to to watch your journey you know and watch it you know continue oh, thank it's, you know. It's, it's excellent I love i'm it. i'm i'm
1: i'm very happy and 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 i'm really happy that, that 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 you like it
0: yeah awesome all right thank you so much tim
1: thanks Charles. take care Mum.
0: so there it is tim burgess on 101 part-time jobs like i said at the start of the show if you enjoyed listening to this if you enjoy the guests that I've got on, please tell your friends, share it around. That's the only way to, to really get more people to listen to this podcast, which I'm not ashamed to say I think would be great to happen. I think that element of community and communication is, is a big part of these chats. And if we can build this together, that would be amazing. So thank you again for listening. Here's Cock Sparrow. I've been working all oh, day for mate right on the side, running around.
2: Go to Biooptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.